Well, hello, everyone. <laughs> Welcome to Life Assembly Sunday morning broadcast over Facebook and YouTube. And we are so glad that you're here with us this morning, this Palm Sunday morning. Um, I love this day, and I really, really wish we could be together and see adorable children waving palms. But it's going to be me for now. <laughs> waving palm. That's just funny. Okay. So, hey, we've got some amazing stuff coming up here at Life Assembly. Even though we're online, we are going to be bringing to you a Good Friday service with Pastor Dale. And uh, we want to encourage you as a family to go ahead and get communion ready for that day because Pastor Dale is going to lead us in communion. And so if you can find something in your house that works to take communion, do it. It's going to be so great, powerful, um, maybe not so exciting as this morning um, because it's a pretty deep thing to do. But uh, we want to involve you, and we want you to join us for it. Also, Easter is coming as well. And so Easter Sunday is going to be amazing, of course. But Easter Saturday, or the day before Easter, um, from 1 to 3 p.m., we want to invite all of your families and you to come drive through our church property and participate in a drive-by, I-spy, Easter egg extravaganza egg hunt. And so we are going to be giving you beautifully socially distant an opportunity to search for Easter eggs and to get a great, great gift for your kids. Because we love Easter and we love celebrating children so much. And we want to just bless each of you during that beautiful day. So, hey, we're about to get started with some worship here. And then Pastor Dale's got a word for you. And so we will see you later. Thanks. Dear Jesus, I just thank you for your love for us and how you love us and how you never change and that even in the midst of this that you are still good and you're in control of everything and that you would just help us to abide in your love and just rest in the shadow of your wings and rest in your peace. In your name, amen.
Hello, my name is Pastor Dale DeMell, lead pastor of Life Assembly Church in Maple Grove. We are in the northwest suburbs of Minneapolis, and I believe that we have the kindest church in Minnesota, even if that means that we are separated right now through online. Uh, But we are so excited to come back together. We are excited to get together. Um, Kind of a, a common thing that I've been hearing about missing our time together. And I I just have been calling it, we miss us. We miss being together. We miss sharing with one another. We miss handshakes and hugs and updating one another, worshiping together. But the great news is, is that the Holy Spirit resides in each one of us. And as we worship, as we reflect, as we think about the goodness of our Lord and our Savior, Jesus Christ. His Spirit is in us, and he is with us. And so that is the good news, the good news of Jesus Christ. I'd like to welcome you as we spend some time together in the Word, as we spend some time as we think about Holy Week. Right now is Palm Sunday. We get to celebrate our Lord and Savior, marching into Jerusalem, coming in with people with amazing fanfare that the Messiah has come for you and for me. And we are going to talk about that right now. Now, when I was in middle school, when I was in high school, there always came this time of the year where we took pictures and you know, we were afraid of how we looked. We don't have the technology today where we can look digitally. That's not how it was when I was young. And so what would happen is, is we'd get our pictures and we were fearful of how it looked. And then we would have them and maybe we didn't want to send them back and do the whole, you know, process of doing it again. But then we would start cutting them out. We'd cut out these pictures and we would write the our year in school, maybe Dale, seventh grade, and the, the date. And then we would have, we would write on them and we would give them to people. Now, if, I don't know about you, but for me, I've got like a shoebox and it's full of little pictures and, and things. And when I look at those pictures, I can see almost that the, everybody wrote the same thing. And it said, 
Don't change, always stay the same. Don't change, always stay the same. And if I didn't know what to write, I said that too. And I think back at that now, and I think, when I was 16, if I didn't change and stayed the same, that wouldn't be good. I would, I would not go very far in life. And I can tell you, my wife would be miserable if I acted like I did when I was 16 years old. And, and so this is what I've been thinking of. We are living in this time where, where we're separated and, and our life has been forced, uh, a change upon us right now. And there's been some really interesting things that have happened. And I think there's been some positive things. And I think that some of us are like, man, I can't wait for things to go back to the way they were. And of course, yeah, we want most things to go back. But as I was driving down, Bass Lake Road here in Maple Grove, I was watching fathers with their kids walking to the supermarket. I saw both sides of, of the sidewalks, people walking, walking their dogs, groups of families together. I was going through my own neighborhood, and I was seeing neighbors. They were walking on separate sides of, of our little road together. And I, I from one point of my neighborhood to my house, I saw over 15 people within um, like a quarter mile distance going and, and interacting and walking and being outside together. And I think that, yeah, you know what, there's parts that we don't want to change, but there are some really positive things happening right now, and I think they are positives for the better. I hope that we get to keep some of these good things um, a part of what's happening. So it's not all bad. And, and I get it. We're struggling there, there are hard things that we're going through. I'm not trying to minimize any of those things. I'm, I'm trying to look through a lens right now that maybe we haven't seen. So today, um, I, I want us to talk about how God came to seek and to save, which is really what Holy Week is all about. about. For our Sunday church time, we are entering the most valuable and celebrated week in the Christian calendar. This is the week we celebrate Jesus, God's only son, being the full payment for the sins of those who put their faith and their trust in Jesus Christ. After his death, he rose from the dead, which solidified our own resurrection with him. Right now, we are all going through these similar thoughts, feelings, and fears, but I want us to take a little bit of time And take the focus on our own thoughts and fears. And I want us to be looking and placing our eyes on Jesus. Today our scripture is found in Luke 19.10. It's a very short verse. It's right at the end after Jesus met with this little guy named Zacchaeus, who was a tax collector. And at the very end, Jesus said, For the Son of Man, he's talking about himself, came to seek and save the lost. Again, For the Son of Man came to seek and save the lost. Have you ever been frustrated with somebody who wasn't listening, who wasn't following the directions like everyone else? I'm thinking of like, you're going through, maybe you're you're walking through the zoo with a group of people, or maybe you're you're with you know a whole group that's that's getting a tour of some kind, and somebody keeps wandering off. They're not listening to the directions that they're supposed to be following. And at some point, they get lost, and you just say, good riddance. That serves them right. It's a natural consequence, right? They get lost. They get in trouble. Whatever. They deserved it. 
And, and, and so I don't know about you, but for me, that is something that I call thinning the herd, right? Just get them out of here. They're slowing us down. They're getting in the way. Now, in Luke 15, Jesus starts talking about um, the one. He starts talking about the importance of one. And he doesn't. It's called the, the redemption, uh, the trilogy of Jesus' redemptive stories. Again, the trilogy of Jesus' redemptive stories. And these three are found in Luke 15. First, it's the parable of the lost coin. We have this woman who loses this coin. And, and it says, the scripture says that she tore her whole house apart. She was moving the pillows. She was taking out the couch cushions. She was going everywhere, looking under the rugs. She was, she was just in a, a total mess. She's sweating and she looks all disarrayed. And finally she finds it and she's so excited that she found this last coin that she told her neighbors and her friends. And, and she just is celebrating. People rejoice with her because of this one coin. And then the second one is the parable of the lost sheep. It's a very, very popular parable within, Christ, within Christianity because it, this, it's this wonderful picture of a hundred sheep and this shepherd is taking great care of his sheep and one goes away just like that person I get super annoyed with because they, they're just not listening they're not following directions and they're going their own way and the shepherd drops everything the 99 are doing what they're supposed to they're behaving they're, they're eating the grass they're grazing they're doing everything right but the shepherd goes and he chases and finds that one and he comes back and he celebrates with his friends he celebrates and says look what was lost has now been found and then the the third of the trilogy is the parable of the lost son or what we knowingly call the prodigal son where there were two sons and there was a rich dad and one of these sons said dad give me my money I want my inheritance. I want it now. And that's exactly what happened. The father gave his son the inheritance. The son, the prodigal son, the lost son left. And he, the, the Bible tells us that the son lived in debauchery, lived in all kinds of sin. He satisfied every desire that he had until. And many of us have had an until in our life, haven't we? Where all of a sudden things went bad. The economy went bad bad. He lost his money, and when he lost his money, he lost his friends. And at one point, he, he found himself feeding pigs and eating the same slop that the pigs were, and he thought to himself, even my dad's servants live better than I do. Maybe he'll take me home. And there was this humbling moment where he got out of the pig slop, and he made it on, started making the journey back home. And what's so fascinating and, and just brilliant about this story is that we see the loving father. He was out on his front porch, and it was like he was there every night waiting for maybe my son will come home, and that's exactly what happened. His son, the lost son, the one lost son, came home. And it is just this incredible story of the one. Now, I think this comes to a head by Jesus' encounter again, and I'm bringing up his name again, Zacchaeus. And the reason why this comes up again is because Zacchaeus was the one. He was the scum as far as in Jewish society. He was considered a traitor. He was taking money from the Jews and he was paying Rome, but he also got rich off of taking extra money 
from the Jewish people. And so they looked at him as the lowest common denominator in their society. And so every time Jesus makes a comparison of a tax collector, he is using it in a way that's very derogatory. And so when he compares that a tax collector can be more righteous than one of their religious people, it made people angry. So here we have Jesus goes into the home of the sinner. So of course the religious people are angry with him and saying, what kind of a leader, what kind of a, of a Christ, what kind of, a, of a, um, a, a prophet could go into a house of a known sinner? But here's what happens. Jesus goes in and Zacchaeus gives his life to God. He makes things right. And here a guy who wasn't following the law, who was a known sinner, is now giving his life to God. And it says that he repaid everything four times of what he took from people. And Jesus said that salvation has come to this house. Now, for the people who were living righteously, for the people who had been following the law, the idea that this guy who hadn't been living like them is now all of a sudden going to be find righteousness, to them it wasn't fair. Just like me, being annoyed with these people that weren't following the rules. They weren't following what the, the people were telling them to do on the tour, and they went away. Well, I thought, well, they should get in trouble, right? Jesus is saying, no, those people matter And he said, that is why I've come. I have come to seek. I have come to save. I have come for the lost. Now, if Jesus came to seek and to save the lost, what does that mean for us today? What does it mean? That means that if Jesus were here right now, even though I would want to spend every waking moment with him, he wouldn't be here for me. He wouldn't come into my home. He wouldn't be coming to visit me. And if you serve Jesus, if you follow him, he wouldn't be saying, hey, I want to come and hang out with you. No, because he came to seek and he came to save the lost. Palm Sunday is the amazing remembrance for us of Holy Week, of the entrance into the um, Christ giving his life for you, and for me, because at one point, we were the one. And if you're listening to this right now, or if you just happen to see this through your Facebook feed, or maybe on YouTube or something, and you're listening to this and going, yeah, I, I, I'm like that tax collector. I, man, I, I ha- I'm lost. And I'm, I'm a heathen. I'm so far. I, I, I can't even, there's no room for me in God's plan. And you just don't understand the gospel then. Because the gospel message is clear in Jesus' statement here, and I'm going to read it again. This is Luke chapter 19, verse 10. For the Son of Man, who is Jesus, came to seek to save the lost. Just like the lost coin, just like the lost sheep, just like the lost son. You and I were lost, and maybe that's you right now. And if that's you, man, Holy Week, Palm Sunday, coming into Easter is the right time to give your life to Christ. I want to I I want you to embrace the fact that Jesus is looking for you, that Jesus is looking to seek your heart right now. And just a way to be able to connect with us is obviously in the comment bar you can say something, but go to lifemn.org 
and you can email us on there. If you go to the bottom of the page, there is a connect card on there. Just fill that out, and we will get right back to you. We want to pray with you. We want to walk you through the steps of making Jesus your Lord and your Savior. I want to invite you to pray with me right now. Heavenly Father, we come before you in the name of Jesus. We thank you that you sent your Son, your only, your begotten Son for us. Heavenly Father, we thank you that Jesus died on the cross on our behalf, that our sins were nailed to the cross. Heavenly Father, we are so grateful that that Jesus took on the sins of the world. And we are so grateful that he rose again three days later. Lord, we believe this and we know this to be true. And right now, we put our faith and our hope and our trust in you. In your holy name we pray. Amen and amen. If you have made a commitment to Christ, I want you to reach out to us. You can do it by emailing info at lifemn.org. You can go to our website, lifemn.org. You can go to the bottom of the page. We have this quick connect card. Tell us that you've been listening. Tell us just some of your thoughts. If you've made a commitment, let us know. We want to reach out to you. We want to connect you um, to a local church near you or to us, whatever we can do. But God bless you. We are so glad that you're here and uh, that you just tuned in today on Palm Sunday. Now, before we go, because we all like a good Minnesota goodbye means we string it out a little bit longer. Right now, I want to invite you to April 11th from 1 to 3. We are going to have an Easter celebration. We're calling it I Spy Drive-By. I just almost forgot it. I Spy Drive-By. And you're going to stay in your cars. You're going to drive through. And we're going to have little Easter egg things hidden throughout our property. You're going to stay in your car and drive around. And it's just going to be a blast. You can get some binoculars for your kids or whatever. And just, it'll be fun for the family and your friends and your neighbors. Just make a big caravan and come drive through. You can do it together, but separate in your cars. But come, it's going to be fantastic. And it's just a fun, creative way for us to be able to still stay connected even though we're separated. So God bless you. Have a fantastic week. And I hope to see you at our Good Friday communion time.